Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Hello everyone, welcome to another week of Aussie Tech Heads. Yes, it's another week of news, reviews and uh, reviews, all that sort of good stuff. We've got a jam-packed show tonight and it is brought to you by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at athwebhosting.com.au. So stop by and give us, a, give us a nudge and have a look and see what sort of hosting packages we've got that might interest you. Australian servers, nice and fast, which means nice and snappy for your web pages. Snap, snap, snap. All right, let's uh, introduce the full house tonight because we've got... Jace, how you going, Jace? Hello, Mr. Glenn, how is it? Good, good. What have you been up to this week? Oh, you know, sending out my resume and improving oh, it, getting it all over Melbourne, and uh, somebody hopefully down there will give me a job. Oh, yeah, sooner or later, sooner or later. And we've got Will back, Will, for, uh, uh, absent for a couple of weeks. Hi, Will. We do. How are you doing, sir? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, Thank you, Optus. I'd like to give a big shout out to Optus and say how incompetent and useless you are. Um, I'd also like to hand out a massive shout out to Spintel to say you're even more incompetent and useless and it took a letter from the Ombudsman to tell you so. But uh, yeah, so how are you going? Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. And also in... in some spirits as usual there. <laughs> We're also joined tonight with Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. I'm very well, thank you, sir. Good oh. to see you, Will, and that your internet is always as good as ever. Yes. Oh, nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. Yes. yes. And and now, uh, guys, we've got a special guest this week, and he ah. is a tech geek full stack developer. Got to ask him what, what all that's about. He used to be an analyst. <laughs> that's another question he's I've got. He's fully stacked, man. He's fully stacked. He's a, he's a, he's a massive <laughs> Talisman fan. I've got to ask him what that's about. And he's also a PayPal developer evangelist for APAC. <laughs> And praise the Lord, <laughs> Stephen Cooper. How you doing, Steve? Hello, hi everyone. How you doing? Well, let, let's um, where do we start? So, your tech, I understand, geek, and a full stack developer. What's a full stack developer? Yep. So, um, well, in the in the uh, developer world, there's a what's known as a front end developer. So they build all the nice little you know, front end sort of usability little flashy things on on websites and Ooh, then there's a the yep. back-end developer that does all the, like the hardcore coding and like all the the server side of stuff so nice i do both oh that's hence the full the full, hence stack. The full. Oh. front and apparently back. you're also a good nerd it says so here it says like Extremely. all good nerds i have my own sword <laughs> yes and they do don't show us your sword we're alive <laughs> <laughs> well so, it, it is almost time to nine o'clock <laughs> well, tell us about your um, yeah. You've made your own sword. How do you? What's uh, no, I made made actually made my own chain armor. But yeah, I, I bought the sword many 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 years ago. You didn't pull he it out of a some, rock. He got some. Uh, he got some uh, barbed wire and some knitting needles and made his own. 
<laughs> Not far from it. I actually wound the wire up and then cut it all out, and yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Chainlink's amazing. A friend of mine does it, and there's so much work goes into it. And uh, I just wanted to see if I could do it. (laughs) And you'll never do it again. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) You've done so much, Steve. What an analyst. Analyzing what? Um, So I was an analyst for Yellow Pages for, what, 10 years, give or take. Right. Um, So I I, um, was one of the the ones that would uh, sort of take all the the customer data and split it up based on um, Telstra um, business analysts. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, and these days you're with PayPal, I believe. Um, Well, I am after next week. Yeah. Um, Developer evangelist. First one in... um, First one in the APAC region, so yeah. Nice. And what do they expect of you over there? Um, networking with other developers, going out to developer meets, um, conferences, startup events, um, yeah, all sorts of all sorts of fun things. Oh, nice work, nice stuff. Uh, so that's you start next week. And that's a bit of a bit of travel involved in that. You would hope around the world a bit. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll be traveling traveling around. Around quite a bit. Um, it was pretty much a case of here's your laptop and pack your bag. <laughs> mm. Oh well, someone has to do so, it, I suppose, don't they? So, <laughs> yeah. so that's good. Now you've got your own webpage at uh, developersteve.com, so everyone can go and have a yes. look at that and uh, suss it out. You've got a, a few things up there, like your previous. You, you do a bit of a blog. You got some previous your history about you and all that sort of stuff. So that's it. That's all good. Go and have a look at that. And what's this? Uh, what's this I hear about Battle Hack? What's all that about? Yes. Battle Hack Sydney, which is um, uh, a, hack- a hackathon, as it's known in some of the overseas circles. Locally, it's a, like a developer challenge. So um, we get 200-odd developers into a room, and, yeah, they have 40, uh, 24 hours to build um, a charity-style app and then present it to a, a panel of judges to see who wins. Right. Um, and Yes, yeah, yeah. so I was just going to say, uh, was I reading right when it says it's you to develop an app to solve a local problem? Was yes. That- Yes. So, and it could be like a charity type app. It could be a, a government type, you know, local local council solution. Yeah. Any any sort of goodwill um, app. Yeah. Right. Now that's held in Sydney this year. Yes, it is. All right. And there's a link in the show notes at the aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast if you want to join up. Uh, does it cost anything to partake? No, it's uh, it's completely free. You just need to be a um, developer or be part of a developer team. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll go and have a look at that. Uh, when is that? Is that June or something? Was that around then? Uh, July, July 26, 27. Oh, good stuff. All right. All right, so well done, Steve. So I hope you enjoy the, the time with us for the next hour or so. Uh, we've got some stories. We're going to get through those and feel free to comment and chuck your two cents in, whatever you want to do. Or ten cents. We need we need the money. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you got, really. Yeah, well, it literally, actually, does cost you to pay to talk. It's it's a rule. Well, sorry, we didn't tell you that before. Well, PayPal Can doesn't charge for donations. Yeah, that's right. yeah. It's our debt levy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about uh, PayPal. Let's go and talk about the eBay hack uh, through the week. Now, this doesn't uh, have anything to do with PayPal, so it's totally mm. separate. Thank goodness, Steve. Uh, so yeah, this eBay hack. So eBay's asked has been asking users to change their passwords because of a cyber attack that compromised the database containing encrypted passwords and other non-financial data. It seems these days that everyone's getting hacked, isn't it? Uh, the company 
said it has no evidence uh, of the compromise resulting in unauthorized activity for eBay users, but apparently um, there was no there was no financial or credit card information taken. Uh, the database, which was compromised between late February and early March, included eBay customers' name, encrypted password, email addresses, physical address, phone number, and date of birth. However, the database did not contain financial information, so that's good. So, how hard do you, do you know anything about this, Steve? Like, what? How would this have likely have happened, or anything like that? Are you across? only what I've seen in the news? So, yeah, okay. I, yeah, haven't seen anything more. But you know, they'll they run on top of it. They put out a warning, letting everyone know that you know that it's happened. Mm. Reset password just in case. Yes, yeah. So this has got nothing to do with uh, the, this previous heart heart bleed or whatever it was virus thing. This is a completely different issue, as far as we know. Yeah. It, yeah, it didn't didn't look like anything with the, the SSL issue. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Does that that uh, did that cause you any dramas? Um, not really. I mean, I, I've got what twelve servers that, that I manage, so yeah, it was just a case of keeping them updated with the latest patches and whatnot. And yeah, the community was pretty good. Everyone sort of banded together, and everyone was in the same boat. So yeah, yeah. as things were being found, things were being patched pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, okay, Will, you've always got a couple of quick stories. What, 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 what are you trying us, to say? Give us a quick one. Glenn <laughs> <laughs> wants a quickie, right. thanks. <laughs> give us a quickie. Um, this, yeah. one won't, this one won't be any good to you, Glenn, because, you know, the keyboard doesn't light up. But um, oh, no, basically... Like <laughs> I like. I am not buying a laptop until I get one that backlits really nice. Yep, there you go. I'm with you. Yep. Sorry, Will. So basically... Um, up until recently, you know, if you want a cheap Chinese tablet, you basically had to buy a cheap Chinese tablet. You know, all the brand names, whether it be HP, whether it be uh, Toshiba, whatever, all making tablets, but they're all quite quite expensive. But HP has just released a $100, uh, well, they're about to release a $100 uh, 7-inch tablet. It right. uses a quad-core ARM processor, runs Android 4.22, which is Jelly Bean. Um, of course, there are some compromises, like it only has 4 gig of RAM, for example. But uh, it's basically $100. Um, it's, you know, fully usable. It will do everything you ever wanted to do. Um, has a, Because it does have the quad core and they're trying to cut cost down, it has about five and a half hours of battery life. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's not too bad. It's, it's looking um, good. There's some shuffling. Made by... Sorry? Someone's doing the shuffle. I think Steve's adjusting his uh, camera. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, You know, it's got higher res. It's got the um, the twelve eighty by eight hundred resolution screen. So it's you know fairly high enough. It's got the rear facing camera, but it's only a two meg camera. But I mean, you know, it's a tablet. It's a hundred dollars. Not sure. You know, what else? What else you'd want out of it? But the good thing being HP, obviously. uh, warranties and things like that are going to be improved, you know, or actually serviceable. You're going to be able to get warranty on it. Um, you know, it also has one thing which is pretty neat, even though it does only has 8 gig built in. They HP actually throw in 25 gig of lifetime cloud storage. Um, so at the very least, um, <clears throat> at the very least, you know, there's you've got the online storage there. So I think um, if you want to get into the, you're not sure if you want an Android tablet or you're not sure if you want a tablet at all, um, and you've had bad experiences with the cheap $100 eBay things, um, give one of these a go. It's certainly not going to hurt, and I'm probably going to buy one to try it. It's about my price. Mm. Um, well, where can we get them so, from, Will? <laughs> um, they're actually, 
Uh, I did notice it on the uh, what is it shopping.hp.com or something like that is actually the HP oh, um, is actually the HP store. Okay. Apparently, um, I've heard it's also available in um, Harvey Norman. A friend of mine actually told me about it today. If it's at Harvey Norman, it'll be four fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, MJB will be forty nine. Yeah. Um, well, that, so. yeah, the HP one looks yeah not too bad. But uh, look, I've got a I've got a, a story coming up about the Microsoft Surface, so uh, we'll, we'll, dun, dun, dun. We'll, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> All right, I'm nearly tempted, you know, with the Microsoft Surface. Oh well, yes, well, hang oh, on. the hang new on. one. Hold your yeah, the new one. Hold your not quite. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. It doesn't look too bad. Hold the phone because we're going to go and do. That's not a surface. Oh, that's me. No, I'm holding the phone. <laughs> oh. He's holding the phone. All right. <laughs> Make up your mind. Now, <laughs> as promised, a story about the Microsoft Surface. Now, the Surface Mini. Everyone was expecting the Surface Mini to be to be unveiled at the recent Microsoft Do, but the, it has failed. Microsoft has failed to produce a Surface Mini. Doubts grow over the future of Windows RT. Is anyone here a fan of RT? Dump no. it. No crickets. No. <laughs> no. 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 Crickets. Exactly. Yeah. I got RT. Isn't that, isn't that like stand for release testing? Or something? Oh, I, don't I, know. Think it, I think it stands for rooted tablet. <laughs> probably, probably. It's, it's a bit more RS than RT. Yeah, right. RT. Yeah. <laughs> so this week's launch marked the first time that Microsoft has launched a Surface device without a Windows RT equivalent. <laughs> and that's how they should look. <laughs> so yeah, Mary, the, Mary, no one's buying it. You shouldn't be selling it. That's right. Go and smash them, Mary. I, I know someone that bought a Surface. Well, two people that have bought a Surface RT, and. Yeah, they use them Two once. People. They go. <laughs> so, so they so they reached budget. They did. They did. Mary Jo Foley from Znet reports that Microsoft's operating systems chief Terry Myerson is no fan of RT. Oh, join the club, and is working yeah. on. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got membership, and on the and uh, he's no fan of Windows RT, and he's working on an ARM-based version of Windows that bridges smartphones and tablets. So we can't can't you know be all waiting out for that. But uh, further. What that what was uh, adv- ad- uh, advised or whatever released or whatever uh, the most significant addition to Surface Three is a twelve inch high contrast screen with a three point two aspect ratio and twenty one sixty by one forty four resolution. So this is the new unveils the new Surface Three. So there you go, P- pretty light apparently, lighter than the iPad, supposedly. Um, supposedly, supposedly Surface Three also. Until you put the battery in. <laughs> no, don't the you problem can't. is they, they were comparing it to the MacBook Pro and not to iPads or anything like that. They're saying it's more. I thought of a, it was the, the MacBook, MacBook Air Killer. Well, and they said um, the Surface Surface Three can do split screen applications, one on the left, one on the right, and the MacBook Pro doesn't have split screen capability. It's like yes, but it's not the iPad. It's the MacBook Pro. And you can put as many applications as you want. I guarantee you, a WWDC, they will now release a split screen after hearing they go, right now then. So you reckon we don't have a split screen, do you? Just put a bit of tape well, they, down the middle. It's already been rumoured they're going to do it for the iPad, but this That's is right. a laptop that obviously mm. split screens is irrelevant. Yeah. Hey, if it's good enough for the Nintendo DS or whatever it is, it's good enough for Apple. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Steve, have you ever developed RT apps or, or Microsoft Windows apps? Well, 
Um, well, I said, yeah, I said do mobile apps as well, part of my full stack range. But um, I was a was a Windows developer for about a year. It just I never none of the, none of my clients ever asked for it. Um, right. With the iOS and Android apps, it's you can build one app to work on both platforms, whereas no one really asked for Windows. Yes, <laughs> Mind you, he, felt it, so, it was... he felt so dirty afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have a shower? <laughs> Oh, it's not, they're not that bad. He wore gloves they're while he was programming, right? Yeah, it looked they're, they're not, yeah. These guys are just anti-Microsoft, especially Eric. No, we're not. He's a Microsoft. <laughs> no, 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 we just hate them. Look, and Microsoft, hey, well, don't you notice, though, that since Steve Ball was left, that Microsoft has got better? Yep. Well, that's only because they couldn't get any worse. Yeah. They only had one direction to go. <laughs> well, that's true, because he just dragged them to the bottom of the pit and left them there. Oh, look, Well, the- in fairness, fairness, the new guy is a developer, so... You know, he knows how things work. He knows how things have got to work. Mm. He just he needs someone next to him that knows how things should look because that's <laughs> important too. Otherwise, they'll all work great, but they'll look like the old Apple IIs that they're sitting on eBay for 100 bucks. <laughs> well, I've heard uh, I, they could probably get Johnny Ive. Uh, I don't think they pay him enough. <laughs> Sir John. Yeah, he, he's stuck where he is, I think. Uh, now, this Surface 3, like this is, this is Eric, you were saying just before before the show that you were keen on a Surface 3. You were, you'd be interested no, to have a look. Well, no, no. Don't, oh. um, <laughs> Julie Gillard, don't, take, don't, don't twist the words. Sorry, what, were, said, you, what were you I'm saying? Nearly, I'm nearly tempted is what I said. Oh, that's good enough. Nearly. We'll take that one. <laughs> We'll take we'll, that. We'll take that as you bought one. Yeah, that's right. You've ordered one. No. So <laughs> it's getting there. Here it is now. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm nearly tempted. Yeah. I'm nearly tempted. Seriously, it well, just looks. It looks all right. Well, the Surface Three comes with a choice of Intel Core i3, i5, or i7. Delivers ten percent faster performance. If it doesn't say what speed i7, does it? That's that's the kicker as well. Yeah, you got you got to know the speed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, two, two uh, what is what another stat here? Fifteen percent to twenty percent longer battery life. So it's up to an hour. Then longer than what though? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, well, what if it it's is longer now? than one, like a one A four battery, then it's not mm. very long. <laughs> so Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft's. No, they uh, meant longer than one hour. Is they just forgot the hour? No, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft's Panos Panay. I hope I Good for it. pronounced that right. He said this is the tablet that can replace your laptop. Uh, he's the vice president f- uh, for Surface Computing. Uh, at the at 9.1 millimeters thick, Surface 3 is a uh, yeah uh, 9.1 millimeters thick. Surface 3 is 1.5 millimeters thinner than the Surface Pro 2 at, at 800 grams. So that's that's getting light, isn't it? Surface 3. All right. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Surface 3 also has a new docking station. And look, there's heaps more of new stuff that's come out. There's a new kickstand that can recline vertic- virtually into any position. Uh, it's got a has an improved Surface 3 trackpad, making it 68% larger and addressing usability problems. So look, this, is, this looks like not a bad machine. But then you get down to how much does it cost, I hear you ask. One million dollars. <laughs> how much does it cost off tax? Oh, Surface 3 will be available for pre-orders, Eric. Sharpen up your keyboard. Uh, <laughs> Get the credit card out. Because the orders are open. You pay with PayPal, it's fine. The orders have been open since <laughs> since May 21 through the MicrosoftStore.com. Microsoft retail stores and select third-party blah, blah, blah. The range will be starting at an, at an estimated retail price, and this would be, I'd imagine, what, for the i3? Uh, $979 Australian. Ooh. Ooh. Now, now the dearest one for in the US dollars is the. Uh, let me spec it out. I'm on here now. 
256 gig i7, 1829. Is not that... going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'll buy a MacBook Air for, instead. I'll buy, buy four normal laptops. Yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, that's the, that's the you're up to date with the Surface. So, if you're after one, go on. Go on if you've got money. To they look around. good. Oh, they do yeah. look good. Yeah. They yeah. look good. Yeah. Look, look Microsoft, I think, is, is trying to do the right thing. You know, that's, what, that's where everyone's going. So, yeah. Why I not? think they've hired a good designer. I think Definitely. They're, yeah. They're, they're like the Phoenix. They're rising again. All right, uh, Warlock. The share price is up. Mm. Oh, that's good. Good for them. All right, Warlock, what have you been up to this yes. week? What did you find? Well, um, 15 communities across Australia are about to say goodbye to copper and jump on board the NBN with existing landlines, phones, ADSL internet and Telstra cable internet services to be officially switched off <coughs> from May 23. However, with 19,000 premises poised to make the transition, the latest research commissioned by internet service provider IINet paints a less than rosy picture of how that process may transpire. According to the research, more than two-thirds of Australians believe they may choose whether or not to connect to the NBN, Mm. while 67% of the respondents in the survey believe they'll be allowed to keep their existing broadband connection. There's also a problem on the connection front with half of those surveyed saying they didn't know how to get an NBN service connected at their house. Incredibly, 8% said they never never even heard of the NBN. Right, the biggest right. surprise was more than two-thirds of those broadband users were not aware that moving to fibre is compulsory. You will who, are current... who, are they, who are these people? Who are these people they're talking to? Are they Amish? You can't keep, you can't, yeah, you can't keep your copper. Amish. <laughs> Lucky they're Amish. with Amish. Amish is the bloke next door. Lucky you're with Amish. <laughs> so so what, how many? Eight, eight, eight people didn't hear the NBN. Yeah, no. They don't know what it is, and the others that think that they can keep their copper telephone and ADSL connection and cable connection when they switch to NBN. What, you mean existing not, infrastructure for backup? It's all gone. Yep, switch off. <laughs> mm, nasty, nasty. Redundancy. Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, I would like a redundancy. If somebody could arrange that, I'd like a big payout. There. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, what, what sort of connection you got at your place? Any decent connection at your place? No, regular ADSL too, but we're getting we've got fibre coming. So right. Are you in Sydney or which which suburb are you in? Uh, uh, Gosford. Oh, you're Gosford. Is yeah. It, the NBN's the NBN's up there, is it? Um, yeah, just got put in a couple of months ago in my area. So yeah, waiting right, okay. for it. Well, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> the NBN comes. There's a new estate at the end of my street, and the NBN stops six houses before my house. That was just before Conroy got sacked. He just walked, <laughs> just walked off with you, threw his hands in the air on September last year. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I know, I know what that Will guy is like. We're not going to serve it to him. Screw he him. Kept, he kept slagging me off. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, um, you know, um, internet speeds and things like that, has anybody got Google Fiber by any chance? Um, I mean, yeah, you, hang on a minute. I just get out of my thing? pocket. Yes. <laughs> do we, we don't have that I'll in Australia yet, though, do we? No, um, no, no, sadly, because it's eight hundred and thirty-five meg down and yeah. nine hundred and eighteen meg up. Faster now up. the download speed All is about uh, what a about twelve times faster than mine. The upload speed is uh, I don't know a thousand times faster than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's. I crazy. think that would that would give Windows eight a very dark blue screen. That sort of speed. <laughs> It wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't be on the coat. Seriously, it, it, know what to do with it, it would absolutely 
peep itself. Oh, it'd, it'd lap it up. It'd lap it I up. I think so would I, actually. It'd, it'd lap it up for breakfast. Oh, Imagine streaming with that. You'd actually be able to stream in like, you know, watchable resolutions and stuff. Okay. I would be able to stream four 4K streams with that. <laughs> All right. Now, let's... You see 2K, 2K stream, uh, 2K LCD screens are coming to Android. Imagine having a phone that's got 2K. Can you imagine the processing power needed to display that resolution? Nuts. Well, it'd have to have a um, graphics chip as well. Yeah, dedicated. All right. Let's keep going and uh, let's see uh, if we can squeeze all this in. Okay. Mm, V8. V8? V8. Vroom, vroom. Hmm. Oh, look. My V8 bottle's see-through. That's pretty. <laughs> it's called V8 because it gets you going. That's right. That's right. Eight times. Okay. Now, William. Give it, give us a, give us another quick one, please. Oh, what that that wasn't enough for you to get over the the broadband speed there? No, <clears throat> no. Um, basically, <laughs> Vodafone, you know how they're having this big push about how their uh, their service is improving and their speeds are improving, and you know they want people to come back. And well, latest statistics say they have four point nine million customers, um, which almost makes them one of the smallest <laughs> um, mobile. <laughs> You know, suppliers out there. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're saying how much money was spent on our infrastructure and things like that. Oh, we've only dropped nine percent of our customers this year, as opposed to thirteen percent last year. Um, <laughs> but um, they're doing good. It's nothing to do with that. It's the fact that they've now got, haven't got any customers. So the customers they do have can actually use their service. Mm. Who's this? Optus, um, Vodafone. <laughs> same difference. Vodafone. Oh, same yeah. Thing, yeah. But um, same basically, yeah. So the. the and the statistics point they haven't been spending any money. So they've dropped 9% of their customers, okay? They've um, supposedly been spending all this money on infrastructure and somehow... But they're not. They've got a, Is that what they've you're got saying? A four, well, somehow they've got a 14.8 increase, 14.8% increase in earnings. So... No, oh, look, <laughs> so, that's easy enough to... That's easy enough to um, to manipulate because... When they spend money on infrastructure, it goes on the balance sheet, not against the profit and loss. So, oh, okay. So, yeah. So, apparently, yeah, even though they've, they've lost, they lost 1.4 million customers last year. Now, you got a, you got a story, Eric, about uh, Optus's woes as well. Optus have some woes. Oh, woe the Optus. Yes. Optus losing customers and revenue. To who? The company. Hang on. Where, where, where are we here? Oh, Telstar. No. The company yeah. has not ruled out more job cuts as it removed 350 staff in May as part of changes aimed at improving profits. It's funny how they think by sacking front-end people, you improve profits. But when people ring up for about their connections, they need someone to talk to. Mm. What they should be doing is sacking the management who earn, I don't know, a few million bucks a year and do very little. Mm. Well, that's, Optus I'll... lost 160,000 mobile customers in the 2014 year which ended March 31. And so, so where's everyone going? Is everyone going well, to Telstra? Well, that's less Telstra. than 10%. Just that's less Telstra. than 10% of what Vodafone lost. So, Oh, Vodafone lost a lot more, but they had bigger problems too. So what do you think? I mean, what, Steve, did you, did you say Telstra just then? No, I said Telstra. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering why Telstra, because obviously we all know that they're a little bit more expensive than, say, the Optus. They got the best coverage. They do. That's why yeah, maybe people are starting to realise you pay if you don't mind paying more if you know you're not going to get dropouts or yeah. good 
Good, good less data. dropouts. Their costs are going to be dropouts. better too. So, Steve, what sort of ADSL you got? Who are you with for that? Uh, TPG, actually. It's right. <laughs> cheaper. <laughs> they are very cheap. They're good. They're really good. Are, you, are you far from the exchange, Steve? What's your, what's your uh, download upload? Yeah, download upload's not very good and my DNS keeps dropping out. Um, but, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I wouldn't go playing you know high-speed games on it. Fiber right. will be better. Right. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so up in uh yeah, so so Gosford, do you so you're able to stay in Gosford for the for the new job or you you gotta move around? Are you going to... Um Well I'll be I'll be on a plane a lot anyway, so right, it doesn't matter. I'm expecting yeah. Well you'd so, be, um, you'd be yeah. happy you'd be happy with the Telstra got the four G in the planes now. Yeah, I actually can't wait for that. That should be good. <laughs> Have you heard of the Telstra Wi Fi network? One hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that during the week, which is awesome. Yeah, the US has had that for such a long time. It's great to see that coming out here. It'll only make you know web developers a lot happier with you know more internet stuff being done. So yeah. So can you are you like uh, across it enough to tell us how it's going to work? Like um, essentially, no. basically. <laughs> well, I haven't, but... haven't had time to read it in great depth, but yeah, I did did see that there was um, they, they're rolling out sort of more coverage areas and stuff. So, yeah. That's right. So Telstra is going to spend about a hundred million, a hundred million, uh, to build a Wi-Fi network by next year, involving around eight thousand Telstra-built hotspots and a further one point nine million Wi-Fi access points provided by customers. So what you essentially you will be able to buy. A special modem, and I think they're going to cost about a couple of hundred dollars. That's going to be able to punch out uh, two SSIDs, so one for the 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 the, the public say Wi-Fi, and one for your Wi-Fi. But the, apparently, if some the way it somehow it's all going to work is that if you're down the street and you're using your the Wi-Fi on your phone or whatever, you'll be using the data the the data from your home account rather than your phone's account. So all that's got to be See, good. And this this means. This makes sense. This is why they're stealing customers from Optus and Vodafone. Well, that's, yes. Right. That's Are right. you sure about that, Glenn? I'm just trying to read it now because that would be brilliant because yeah. you, you and I both have very high um, gigabyte limits on Telstra. Yes. So I could go absolutely nuts on my phone Yes. knowing that it's going to come off my um, – what you call it? Off my home. Because, oh, you know, Steve, I don't know if you know this, but so what are you on, Glenn? Five hundred gigabyte. You got five hundred. How much? Five hundred. Oh yeah, same. Five hundred yeah. gigabytes a month. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I had to update. So that's that's brilliant. I had to update mine from two hundred once the kids found YouTube. Yeah, my, my, right. I've, I've got the one of those unlimited plans. So yeah, we can go nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Too. So Telstra has announced plans to establish this international network of Wi-Fi hotspots, which will involve twelve million hotspots outside of Australia. So this is going crazy. And uh, thanks to a partnership with the Wi-Fi provider FON, F-O-N, it expects to offer both Telstra and non-Telstra customers broadband access to 2 million Wi-Fi hotspots in Australia within five years. So Telstra will so how build... much are they going to charge for non-Telstra customers? I don't School know. School daily fee, okay, doesn't say. Yeah, I think, that, look, they tried to do this a couple of years ago, and it, uh, I think the, the fee was around about 20 cents... A minute or something. It was pretty hot. Oh, God. Back to those days. <laughs> Telstra tell will build 8,000 Wi-Fi hotspots in community areas and special precincts, as well as shopping areas, business centres and transport hubs. To make up the remaining 1.9 million hotspots expected throughout Australia, Telstra will attempt to convince its home broadband customers to share 
a portion of their broadband with the Telstra Wi-Fi customers via a new secure gateway in um, in exchange for similar access to the broadband of other Wi-Fi shares across the country. Look, so that it goes on and on and on. That's pretty involved. Now, these modems <coughs> that you're going to buy if you want to partake, they cost about $210. Telstra said it currently has 500,000 of these modems tucked under the under their bed, and they're ready to get rid of them. Uh, they reckon they'll sell an additional 100000 uh, ahead of the, the launch. So these modems, $210 modems, they're available today. So they must be you know, on their sites somewhere. The modems, which are already fitted with this FON, F-O-N technology, will offer a software update once the network is live, which will allow broadband users to join the Wi-Fi network. The gateway, yeah, I said that, will broadcast the two SSIDs. Uh, yeah, so that's what's, that's what's in the pipeline. So that sounds good. That sounds real good. That good. That is good because it's international as well, and it says you, if you, you, it's no extra charge if you're using your own broadband allowance, even if you're overseas. So, yeah, which, brilliant. My question is, can I still get Wi-Fi in my kitchen? No, probably not. <laughs> I can't at the moment. So. No. So yeah, so that's all sounds good, doesn't it? So hopefully this time uh, when they when they kick it off, they'll uh, yeah they'll uh, kick it off. Good. And then cut it off. And can it. All right. And then once they've got all the customers, they'll triple the price overnight. Correct. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. I know. It will happen overnight. <laughs> will, will happen. All right, Jase. We're going to see what you've got next. Are you ready? Let's have uh, Let's move on to Jase. What do you got, Jase? Yes. Well, um, everybody knows we've mentioned a lot about Netflix in the past. So the Seven Network is considering approaches from Telco Optus digital TV platform Freeview and the movie subscription service QuickFlix about joining forces for an online streaming service to rival US streaming giant Netflix. It was not previously known that Optus Freeview and QuickFlix were planning to foray into subscription video on-demand services. The service will compete with Netflix, which we can reveal is considering an official launch in Australia next year. Hooray. Hey, I'll good. sign up with that. Excellent. <laughs> There's no quite problem. a list of players circling in the space, the local television executives said. Local executives have been concerned that Netflix has attracted an estimated fifty to 200,000 local subscribers by flouting international regulations accepting payments from Australian credit card holders. Good on them despite a geo-block that could easily be bypassed. But Netflix is it's in talks about output deals for Australian content that can be streamed locally and in other markets. So Seven is entertaining overtures from pay TV operator Foxtel's Presto, which was launched in March as a beachhead against Netflix before it arrives in Australia. Beachhead. Presto has also approached the 9 and 10 networks. As revealed by the Australian, December 9 is working towards launching its own streaming service, codenamed StreamCo, by the end of the year. Did you guys see all the announcements about Channel 10 just ditching all the news and all their shows? They must be in a bit yeah, of trouble. Yeah, they got rid of their new uh, morning show. Yes. Not doing well. No, apparently it's just been losing customers every day, uh, well, viewers every day. When you've got rubbish content with, um, you know, just, you know, ridiculous presenters who don't know what they're talking about, you're going to lose money. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're accenting the news as well. So they must they must be just pulling back on the on the. Oh, no, like their late night news, they can. They're not going to can their head their their um, headline news. It's always interesting oh. looking at the free to air news because it's like channel 
everybody had six o'clock news. Channel Ten put on five o'clock news. So someone's got four thirty news, and then there's four o'clock news. Now there's three o'clock news. As well. Yeah, that's right. I've got to get in first before we know. We'll just oh, we'll just call it CNN. Have news yeah. all day. <laughs> want you to do a twenty four hour news channel. Well, yeah. why not? <laughs> well, ABC. Got, ABC twenty four is twenty four hours. They got forty three hour home shopping channels. So. Well, yeah, yeah but they're not actually the, the home channel. The home shopping channels have actually got people you don't mind listening to. <laughs> oh, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Might be going a bit far. Well, you'd rather well, you'd, buying stuff from them. You'd rather Little watch down. the you'd rather watch the home shop and then the the new channel ten news. Oh yeah, it's oh, more informative. Yeah. Oh, turn oh, it up. Yeah. Turn it there's, up. There's less yeah. less um, mistakes in the home shopping network, oh. and actually they get their facts right. And they don't say they're not leaning towards one political party or another, so it's good. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, don't forget about Channel Thirty One. Well, we're don't, doing hey, 31. best channel ever. If all TV was like that, we'd never have a problem. <laughs> I don't think we get Channel Thirty One. What's Channel Thirty One? Community one. Yeah, if, only if you're in a CBD, you'll get it. You get Bridge Thirty One, Mel Thirty One. They just yeah. It's well, Steve's in Gosford. Steve's up in Gosford. You get Thirty One up there, Steve. I'm in Gosford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it here. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, every, we get... every every capital's got their own version of it. Mm. Well, because, yeah. because like we're on the I'm on the Gold Coast, we sort of get two versions of everything. Well, not that's the same yeah. th- same version, <laughs> but twice. Like you that's go through... twice as many channels as everyone. You yeah. got nothing to complain yeah. about. You go through the channel list and you get the shopping thing five times because there's like, well, you, you get it ten times. There's five of them, five channels. So you go through ten of them before you can find the the Dukes of Hazard that you want to watch. All right, uh, Eric, what what else has been going on? What in my personal life, or what? <laughs> well, if you wish, no, but just in your uh, in your stories. <laughs> oh, did I, what stories did I have in here? Hang on a minute. Oh, did well, I put an apple? Did I put an apple story in here? Oh, well, it'd be highly unusual right? if you didn't. That's right. <laughs> Hang on, hold so your you horses. Have pay, you have to Hang pay on, extra for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, now, yeah. Isn't there an apple Samsung. premium? Oh, here we go. I did. I put one in there. Eric IOH the... launch date confirmed. <laughs> Hooray! And now on to the next story. <laughs> and that's it for the Apple News. <laughs> All right, when iOS 8, when's it, when's it becoming launched? Oh, I have no idea. Hang on a second. It's going to be launched at the <laughs> WWDC and OS X 10.10 maybe at the same time, which is on, mm. on June 2nd, which is not long, not, not that far away. Oh, two weeks, 10 days. Two weeks, yeah. Have you got, your, little, you got your mitts on to the... Um, the I'd like to go to that, but I'm not. Have you got your mitts on the the preview? No, no, no. I well, if I did, which, I couldn't tell which, you. Which version of the preview? There's about twenty that have been floating around the last month. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would know that uh, torrent boy. <laughs> so, uh, so hey, PayPal is has got to check for vulnerabilities against every known operating system. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. They all need to. That's right. That's Eric, right. Eric wouldn't even know what a torrent was. No, what, what are they? I have no idea. What are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what, what I, are, I, I pay do for with a lot of water. If he is, if he's Linux, should know. What, a, yeah, what I about? Pay for, I pay for everything. What well, about, including Linux. Well, you're a fool. Yeah, including <laughs> Linux because it's free. <laughs> well, you can pay for it. You can pay for different versions. Yeah, can't you? Yeah, you can no, you know, Linux, the, the paid yeah, versions are pretty good. Red Hat Linux is very good. Mm. Yeah. Very no, expensive. You, you know that, Jace. Yep. Yeah, it's very good. expensive. That doesn't mean it's very good. <laughs> no, it was very good. I had it a few years ago. 
Now, a little spare box here. How's this? How's this one for a story? Moving, moving along. Photos of an NSA upgrade factory show Cisco router getting implant. So a document included in the trove of National Security Agency files released with Glenn Greenwald's book No Place to Hide details how the agency's tailored access operate operations unit and other NSA employees intercept servers, routers, and other network gear being shipped to organizations targeted for surveillance and install covert implant firmware into them before they're delivered. These Trojan horse systems were described by an NSA manager as being some of the most productive operations in the TAO because they pre-positioned access points into hard target networks around the world. Yeah, see, NSA, they're very, very sneaky, aren't they? They are, aren't they? They do it for um, desktop computers and laptops as well. They intercept the shipments that you order from like Amazon or something and put their stuff in there and then continue the shipping from there on. Yeah, they do it with the phones. They do it with anything that can be. That's just got to be illegal, surely. Well, they make the rules, don't they? Mm -hmm. It's probably illegal in quotes. It's illegal for anyone else to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Mm. If I wanted to do it, I'd be I'd be locked up. Yeah. Mm. Well, I suppose. Like, what sort of organisations would they be targeting? They must have a a reason to do it. But but I'd like to know how. what, What does it mean by intercept? Do they run the truck off the road? Or, or what happens? How do they? <laughs> they smack the driver in the face. Whack. They... <laughs> Here's a couple of hundred bucks. Take a little. Yeah, I was going to say, they just stand on the side of the road and wave a couple of hundred dollar bills back and forth until the driver pulls over. <laughs> He's getting paid minimum wage as it is, which you know is pretty low in the US. You give him a couple of hundies. Yeah, until gonna... you flip yeah. him a couple of hundred. Interception. Go and have a donut and a coffee for five the minutes. The cart and the <laughs> Flick him some Google Fiber. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, China bans Windows 8 on government computers as well. Yeah, we should do that here as well. There's nothing. Yeah. What is wrong with Windows 8? No, we should just ban governments. There's a difference. There is nothing wrong with Windows 8. It's, it's I like right Windows 8. The government of my house two. has banned Free Windows 8. Free against two, we like Windows 8. Yeah. I like Windows 8. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. with you, Steve. It takes three people to figure out how to use it. That's why. That's why, exactly. <laughs> well, you guys just haven't given it enough of a go. Fair dinkum. I did. I, I installed it, punched it in the face, and uninstalled it. I cannot. My computer will not, even when I force it to, will not install 64-bit. Well, will not. not Windows 8's problem. Yes, it well, is. You could, probably, you could start by, by not using it on a 32-bit computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I don't get it, like, with the amount of memory and everything this system's got, it's got you know it should automatically go. Oh, gee, you've got thirty-two gig of RAM. You need more than thirty-two bits OS. Yeah. Well, well, I don't understand. There's two versions. Like, why don't you download the? Yeah, one that works and one that works. One that doesn't work and one that works even less. Well, why don't you download instead of downloading, say the the multi version, just download specifically. I have the sixty-two. one install. Yeah. The 64-bit will not install. The upgrade well upgraded from 64-bit Windows Seven. Put 32-bit Windows 8 on. Windows 7. Okay. It probably doesn't run very well on a 486. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's better than that, you um, know. That Commodore 64 has already got some legs on already, mate. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got the, the, turbo, the Action Replay cartridge. Leave it alone. Now, anyway, <laughs> getting back to China. The Chinese government this week announced that it will ban the Microsoft Windows 8 on its computers, but it's currently unclear why it has done so. They're little secretive little people, aren't they? No, uh, it's not. It's so they can develop their own, call it, you know, yeah. micro-hungs when Wingos. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they haven't developed their own. Micro-hung eight. 
Sorry, Steve. What is? What was that? Uh, uh, to all the people in China, we apologise for Will's comment. Well, they won't get the William at Aussie Tech They won't get the they won't get the podcast because we go out on Windows Eight only. <laughs> <laughs> so we're right there. But did you see the statistics for the government XP? Like the, the Windows XP is is responsible for so many millions of copies of of XP in China. No, that's because it's all. Does that pirated. story have that? Uh, it says here, according to a posting by the China government, all newly purchased government PCs must have operating systems other than Windows 8. The ban does not impact personal computer sales to individuals or businesses. Uh, but the yes, government is, yeah, the, is the biggest. The government is the biggest PC buyer in China. Uh, the China said vaguely in the posting that the ban is due to a move to energy-saving products. What? Uh, how that works. But a China based Perhaps the move from China is simply an economic one and we cannot afford to upgrade from an effectively free. You want to save energy, system. get off Windows XP. <laughs> yeah, that's a dog. Windows XP no. currently makes up fifty percent of the desktop in China, according to the market research, uh, but much of that is due to pirated copies of the OS. There you go. I'm yeah. shocked. And here's a quote I'm from really <laughs> here's a quote from one of the government agencies. Perhaps the move from China is simply an economic one. And Cannot afford, um, and they cannot afford to upgrade from an effectively free operating system, ergo's Windows XP, to one that needs a purchase license to run. Oh no! How, how coming go. from well, the government? <laughs> this, 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 is, this is the same government that has one trillion dollars in the bank. Yeah, US licensing dollars. doesn't. Licensing that we know doesn't about. Work there. What? It doesn't work over there. Well, you, they don't have. They don't follow the same licensing laws as we do. No, oh, so I'm well aware of that. that. Yeah. I'm well aware of that. You've just seen the nice Burberry jacket I got for 50 bucks in Beijing. I'm well aware of their licensing laws. So Steve, I think I bought it, I think I bought it off an off-duty duty policeman as well. So, Steve, just, uh, I just want to just uh, delve back into what you were saying there. So, But doesn't Microsoft set the uh, – are you saying that there's different rules? Microsoft's got different rules or China just doesn't obey the rules that well, it sets there's, down? There's, there's different international treaties when it comes to yeah, copyright copyright laws and China's in its own little region. So, yeah, it depends what, what arrangements they've got with the, the local government there. But for the most part, yeah, China's under a whole different other treaty area. But, mm. And this sort of comes back to a really larger, bigger argument, one that I've been following for m- many years, is um, the international laws on the internet, uh, the, the yeah, laws on the internet. There's, there's no borders, but countries keep trying to put borders on the on the internet. Mm. Mm. You can't. No, you can't. Nope. You can't. What's, I try. What are your What are your thoughts? Uh, this is uh, digressing a bit, but what's your thoughts like on the on all the on all the turmoil around you know TV show piracy and all this? Like, I don't believe they're ever going to stop it. Like, there's no, no way uh, that it's going to stop. Yeah, and that that's, it comes back to that again is you can't put um, bordered laws on on the internet. It's, mm. it's you just can't do it. Not when um, I mean, in, in a lot of our copyright laws are all based on uh, either where where a server's located or where the user is that's posting it's located. So and yeah, it's been going backwards and forwards with that for years. So you, you can't put can't put border on the internet. So if you if you were yeah, if you were the lawmaker of the world. How would you solve the lawmaker of the world? I've now gone from senior developer, developer evangelist, to lawmaker of the world. <laughs> lawmaker of the world with a pixelated face in a dark room we can't see. That's <laughs> not on PayPal. Anything's possible. We can't My show internet's having a few issues at the moment. <laughs> we can't show his face. Say he's jumping in. <laughs> the first thing I decree is we have good internet. <laughs> Fighting <laughs> for everyone. Well, is there, is, do you, can you can you see a quick and easy way around this, or it's just just going to just go on and on and on until we all implode? 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think this is going to go on and on until at some point someone says, you know what, we're going to need some sort of international law around this. Like there's mm. going to have to be one standard set of rules that's going to apply to anyone using the internet. Um, but obviously there's a lot of a lot of different, you know, agencies that are going to have to come to that agreement at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, good stuff. All right, we, we have to move on. So we will do after this. Well, that's part of the problem. It's the people that are in the old media are still I'm going to get a drink for the new me, media. Right. Yeah. And that's their mindset that causes all these problems. Instead of going, hey, all these people around the world want to watch our show, let's allow them to do it and let's find an international advertiser to pay for it. They go, yeah. no, you can't do it. And if you try, it's illegal. But, well, yeah. no, let me watch it and we know the problem. <laughs> I yeah, well, I mean, and the next step is, you know, we're starting to go into into space more now, which starts to become intergalactic issues. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it too. That's all that, the, that interview with uh, Kevin Spacey when he went up on stage and he's like, people, people want to watch our movies. You need to put it everywhere so everyone, if you put it somewhere on the internet, people will pay to watch it. But it's all these ridiculous borders and crap that's blocking it off from everywhere that's making people want to pirate it. If you didn't have that, there wouldn't be so much problem with piracy. People are buying Netflix just to get House of Cards and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What do, you reckon yeah. That, what do you reckon, Steve, about the, the mooted suggestion about, you know, you pay a different price for different screen sizes? Did you do that? Yeah, I think there'll always be a way around that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think yeah, well, that was the first thing we thought of. Yeah, I think I'll, <laughs> yeah. I think Will or Warlock put yeah. it on your yeah, 1080p right. Android phone and then Chromecast it to your 1080p 100 inch TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I remember the days before the internet was like it is today, and we were just all just you know in a group of we had a group of 12. You know, we all had about three hard drives, and we just all just swapped them around. Someone would download mm. it from somewhere. Or Back in my day, we had five and a quarter inch floppy disks for you to swap around. <laughs> hey, I remember eight, the eight inch ones. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, they, they still use those at, um, um, oh, where was that the other day? No, who was it? What was that story we had? The, oh, the nuclear silos still use those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That the old computers, right. it's all they'll take. Yeah. Actually, speaking of which, I got a story on uh, tape drives, believe it or not. All right. Well, let's uh, start with you when Eric comes back. Is he back yet? No, not yet. No. Well, maybe we should just start without him. He'll pick it up, I'm sure. <laughs> he doesn't listen when I talk anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> we'll give him another Actually, minute. Most people have that problem. <laughs> Did you have anything, Steve, you wanted to say, on, like story-wise or anything, or are you just happy just to, to roll with it? No, I'm happy just to banter in every case. Yep, sweet. sweet. Because I'm going to ask you at the end, I want to know about... Uh, Whether you'll ever come back on <laughs> No, we permanently scarred you for life. <laughs> I, I want to know about Talisman. I've never heard of it. So I wonder if Talisman. I dude, I, yeah. dude, I went on this podcast and it was totally fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> There was some liberal Ooh. supporter on there that was just out of control. <laughs> Here look, he comes now. Like he was talking to a giant penis all night. <laughs> <laughs> all At right. least mine's black. <laughs> what you is what she said? Said. <laughs> All right, you're back, Eric? Yeah, mate. Oh, thank you. All right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have waited. That's all right. We're only going to give you another 20 seconds. And you would have been, <laughs> been out. 
All right, uh, so we're going to come back with Will. So we better do something like... Uh, oh, forget me this back here. I'm bloody doing two mouses tonight because my synergy's playing up. All right, let's do this one and go... Don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio at AussieTechRadio.com. Yeah, it's a Shoutcast radio service, pretty much. Uh, download your Shoutcast app or the TuneIn radio app. That'll even pick it up. Uh, do it to your iPhone, Android, or just stream it on the webpage. It's AussieTechRadio.com. It's got uh, heaps of shows on there. It's got this show, the Aussie Max Zone, uh, the two boys talking tech, the techwebcast.info, all these little tech shows, all just running around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. New shows out Friday. So if you listened to them last week, make sure you jump on after Friday and you'll get all new ones. How good is that? All right, William, what, what you've got, you've yes, got, sir. you've got something to talk about. Yeah, well, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I remember we were talking about how the, uh, all the nuclear silos were storing their data on on floppy drives. Mm. Um, it turns out it's actually not that uncommon. Apparently, IBM and Fujifilm, who you know haven't done anything in the last ten years, um, have been spending all that time researching um, the advancement in technology on tape drives. Um, apparently, tape storage systems primary backup system for many enterprises, um, even as they adopt big data. Um, Basically, they're cheap and fairly reliable. Mm. Now, apparently, the, the the story goes into how technically they've they realign all the the bits and stuff and get more storage. But basically, now they're able to squeeze, and this is on a standard a standard um, DLT style style tape backup with the new drives. They're mm. now able to store uh, 154 terabytes on a tape. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Didn't we? Didn't we have a? I think we had a story. How about long this. does it take to back it up? Well, they don't say that. Six weeks. Um, yeah, that's always an issue. Yeah, I mean, it does say though that the the density, um, the aerial density, is eighty five point nine billion bits per square inch of tape. So if you've got a calculator, I guess you could figure out how long it takes takes to run that through to 154 terabytes. I'm pretty sure it's not um, not a couple hours. No. <laughs> oh, here we go. Tape length, 1,255 meters. Yeah, right. That's a kilometer and a bit. <laughs> One and a quarter k's of tape what's to the, fit 1.54 terabytes. What's the bet that your bit, little bit of data that you want is right at the 1k <laughs> mark or something? How yeah, do you rewind that? Get an old tape deck. Yeah, no, with that a pencil. A cordless drill. <laughs> just with a pencil, you know, just like that. <laughs> or, um, Jace, what else have you got for us? Oh, Facebook has been adding some funky technology to its mobile apps that recognizes music, movies, or TV shows the users are enjoying. The company's latest move to give prominence to media and entertainment on a social network. The new feature, which must be activated by the user, well, there's a new one. And yeah, there's, there's, off there's, actually, that's, 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 yeah, there's a lie. That's a lie. They I know default. you're talking about, and it's it's auto, it's automatically plays. Automatic. No, no, uh, that's different. You know, attempts to recognize the music or video playing in the background anytime Facebook user composes a status update. It'll also provide a 30-second preview for the user's friends. When writing a status update, if you choose to turn the feature on, you'll have the option to use your phone's microphone to identify the song as playing 
or what show or movie is on the TV. If the TV show is detected, Facebook will highlight the specific season and episode you're watching and share it on the news feed. The feature activates a microphone on a smartphone and detects music, movie or TV show playing in the background, similar to the way the popular Shazam app works for music and television. Facebook said songs or videos will be only identified and the feature which recognized millions of songs would not store the sounds in the background. What happens if you're watching porn? (laughs) You guys thought that My first thought is what happens if I'm watching The latest season of something that's not available here yet <laughs> And then like friends <laughs> Yeah well, like, yeah, oh, Game of Thrones Yeah Glenn, yeah. Glenn is watching Deep Throat 3 Nice <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to watch With him Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's better. better. You would like to activate the camera and watch him watching it. <laughs> Push here. <laughs> that'll be the next. That'll be the next step. You watch. Yeah. So and also, uh, old Facebook is also adding a new ask feature that lets you ping friends who haven't set their relationship status and ask them what's up. Facebook has been quietly rolling out the feature for testing in selected countries, including the United States. Clicking on ask brings up a dialogue box with the text. Let your friend know while you're asking for their relationship status and it provides space to expand your request, say to invite them out for drinks. Facebook spokeswoman said that the similar ask buttons have been made available on mobile and web for months for other profile information. For example, a friend could ask you where you work or for your hometown. If you choose to enter the information then add it to your profile. By default, mm-hmm. only you and your friend can see it and you have the option of sharing it with others too. So if you see somebody who's a... Hot chick on your friends list, yeah. and she doesn't say if she's married or not. What's you can up? click on this and say, "Hey, yep, for a night out, chicky babe." <laughs> yeah, there's probably a re- <laughs> it Facebook is bringing the world press, together. You press block, yeah. delete. Yeah, it's probably a reason why the status isn't there. It's probably just why right, don't you one, just one. mind your own business? Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> that's why it's not updated. Yeah, all right. Uh, when's this? When did it say when it was rolling out? Or US first, and then they're rolling out at the moment from the US out. Yeah, I'd like to see how how good the that rec- sound recognition is. How that works? That'd be interesting. I would imagine. Yeah, so, it's not apps that do it at the moment. You can post to Twitter and stuff to say, Glenn is watching. You know, Game of Thrones season two, episode four. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. You see them come through every now and then. Uh, Eric. What else have you got? Yes, my sir. Have you got another story for us, please? Um, or a comment? A comment. <laughs> well, what there a... is an interesting story <laughs> yes. about the $299 Chinese smartphone that could change everything. Oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, not again. It has taken the smartphone, smartphone world completely by surprise, a flagship killer packed Ooh. with a high-end specs, all for an asking price that undercuts the high-end Android competition. At $299, US the OnePlus One oh, yeah. smartphone costs less than half the price of an Android handset such as Samsung. Mm. So read that article in there. Now, um, also, while, while you just you touched on Samsung there, I believe the feud between Google and Samsung might be coming to an end. And Google. For now. Chuck it in there as well. For now. Yeah? You, you think it'll spark up again? Oh, look, there's probably some sort of... Uh, Truce, so they can sort of get on, get on with developing products, and then uh, mm. give it a couple of years, and I'll go. Hang on a minute. Well, they're talking about. Well, they're turning Start their all over again. Yeah, they're turning their attention to to fighting the patent office, aren't they? Like they're thinking, well, you know, because I suppose they've probably got better things to do, you know, with their time than all this sort of rubbish. Well, this and, is it. it. Takes up a lot of time, a lot of legal fees, yeah, a lot of management time. 
you know, want to develop products. That's right. Just want to, you know, just want to, you know, Samsung just wants to go home and just steal Apple products and make them. Mm. Well, that's right. Make them better. Yeah, well, <laughs> hang on a minute. I think we've got ourselves a bit of a, a non-Apple fan over here, Mike, in, Mike, this, Mike, in Mr. Mike. Cooper. Can we mute him? Can we mute Steve? <laughs> yeah, out, out behind the shed, showing what it's all about, Eric. Isn't it funny how the only people who can't? Hey, Steve, what was that? At the end of the day, the, the users lose. So. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's right. At the end of the day, the Android loses use, Apple uses a fine. Isn't it funny how the only phone that couldn't actually open on uh, Audio Link was a phone that's supposed to run iTunes? You know, but you don't worry about that. Oh, you had to play. You will. You couldn't help yourself. You had to get in there, put in a little little punch. (laughs) You know what I saw in the news last week? Android, 80% of the market share. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, market? actually, I've got a story here that supports that. I was just reading. Uh, I wasn't going to worry about it, but I will now. Um, oh, you've, basically... you've awakened the beast. <laughs> <laughs> just to say that, you know, Apple's dying in the ass and no one cares. Um, basically, there's an article that's been released that says that um, the Global Market Research Agency has proclaimed that Google is the world's most valuable brand. US search engine Google has overtaken role technology titan Apple as the world's top brand in terms of value. Global Market Research Agency Millward Brown said Wednesday, um, mm. Google's brand has shot up 40% this year to $158.8 billion, um, which is $115 billion. That's what happens when you euros. steal. That's going to happen when you steal other um, people's stuff. You know, Google's being, according to this report, Google's being extremely innovative this year with Google Glass investments in artificial intelligence and range of partnerships. Um, Apple, which dominated the top position for three years straight, saw its brand value drop by 20% this year to $147 billion. So, yeah, um, Google's worth more hey. than Apple now. So, there you go. Hey, didn't, uh, didn't Apple steal most of its stuff from Xerox originally? <laughs> no, they yeah. bought it from Xerox. <laughs> oh, okay. They paid for it. Yeah. yeah, after they got caught using it. <laughs> no, they paid for it. They paid for it from Xerox. They got the Nobody mouse from told Xerox. Xerox that. And they got the user interface from Xerox. And he showed Bill Gates and he stole it and made Windows. Yeah, Eric's watched the movie. Oh, what was that? I, I, I read the book. I've done the research. There was a, a, a show on uh, the Comedy Channel I saw the other night that I thought I might have to give a bit more attention to. It was a, uh, obviously a comedy. It was called Silicon Valley. Has anyone seen that? Yeah, I, I try to watch one episode of it. It looks all right. Yeah, it does that's all right. the best best show ever. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, all right, I'll have to. I'll have to have a look at that. Have Did you seen you? Steve? You would have watched um, the internship, right? Yeah. With yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn and the Google when they're they're getting jobs at Google. Yeah. Have you watched that? You didn't like it? No. You didn't <laughs> like it. No, oh. no. I got to. I don't know. The middle part just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Not no. enough coding. Not enough coding. Definitely not, not enough, enough coding. coding. That should too have been much, me. That should have been me. Too much Hollywood, not enough coding. <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. yeah. So, well, tell us, what sort of phone have you got, Steve? What do you get around with? Samsung S4 Mini that Ooh, I've uh, heavily modified. Ooh. Oh, nice. Developed and modified. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you're not an Apple iPhone promoter? No, he's, he's an intelligent human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it has its place, but not a fan. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Okay, let's see. What else have we got going on? Oh, look, I've got a couple more stories to go, I think, when we uh, come back, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. All right. So that... Is one of those about... Did I see... Oh, hang on, I should just have a look. Did I see a new thing about the new Wolfenstein in that? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not about the new Wolfenstein, but it's about 
the Wolfenstein. Yeah, the new one. Probably. Germany. Yeah. The new order. Yeah. All That's right. the new one. So, Jace, have you got any more? Oh, yeah, you've got a couple. Oh. Don't mention the war. <laughs> I mentioned I the, mention the war. You just can't mention it. the Nazis. I mentioned it once. <laughs> no, you're out, Jace. Uh, two more. Two more. Yeah, I thought you had. Some. All right, let's go. Um, so Will just just fangs it, and Eric's fanging it. Hey, I think you've done all yours, what, what, Eric. What am I wanting? I'm just looking. A bit of a bang. Let's just looking to see what else is there. But I think that's it. It's just me, Wolfenstein, Jace's couple, and then whatever else goes for the last ten. Ah, don't. Last ten. All right. Uh, mouse. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. You can email us at uh, Glenn, Jason, Eric, or Will at aussietechheads.com.au. And, where, and if for any reason, Steve, if someone wants to ask you a question, where can they email you at? Uh, Stephen at developersteve.com. There we go. Well, I'm sure you've got to contact us on that page we mentioned earlier. Yes. So, yes, yeah. I do. How and easy. it's responsive. Works on mobile. Oh, nice work. <laughs> only, <laughs> only Samsung's. <laughs> if you've got an iPhone, phone. it's just all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it just, it's just everywhere. That's right. Uh, disjointed. Uh, Jace, what, what, have you got, what have you got to finish off with? Well, this might have something to do with Optus. We were talking about before. Hundreds of thousands of Optus accounts have been vulnerable to phone hacking of voicemails without using a PIN, a security flaw revealed by an 18-year-old university student. Oh, wow. The flaw was only resolved earlier this month after Fairfax Media raised a series of questions about the vulnerability, which also exposed Optus customers to identity theft through unauthorized access to social media services, Google, Facebook, and LinkedIn. The floor allowed anyone to spoof a victim's number using easily available technology and retrieve the phone number's voicemail. The practice of spoofing involves a hacker changing the phone caller's ID to a victim's mobile number. The discovery of the floor by 18-year-old University of New South Wales student and IT security researcher Shabon Shah on April 28 resulted in Optus acknowledging the issue and patching against it. Mmm, nasty. Another reason to keep away from Optus. Now, there was a, just continuing on with the, the hacking theme there, I read a story through the week and I didn't pull it out, but I've got it, I'm just trying to find it here. And it was about, oh, the, it just keeps bringing up a, a video, but it was about some guy who who has posted, obviously it's just all videos, I can't find the actual text, but uh, it's about this guy who's posted a video about how easy it is to hack the MyGov site. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, it's brilliant. You what, sorry? Brilliant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's really easy. Look, I'm sorry, I can't find that. I thought, you know, I thought Google had come to my, to the rescue there more than it has, but it hasn't. I just tried to Google it. There's nothing there. I'm just getting videos, which is not going to help. Um, yeah, what's this? What's this? When the switch? No, that's right. But anyway, that's the story. Go and Google it if you're interested in that. All right. Uh, okay, Jace, do your last one as well. Was that the please. age? Was that the age of story? In this, the, the age of story. The yes. story of story in the age. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the age I think it was. Um, How easy. Yeah, Jace, what's your last one there, please? A former iPhone user is suing Apple, claiming the company's messaging system interfered with the delivery of text after she switched to an Android smartphone. Apple's iMessage retains text messages sent from other users of Apple devices and won't deliver them to her Samsung phone running on Google's Android operating system. Oh. Said in the complaint filed last week in San Jose, California, oh, people who man. replace their Apple devices with non-Apple smartphones and tablets are penalized and unable to obtain the full benefits of their wireless service contracts, according to the complaint. I've had uh, several friends contact me and complain on 
Facebook that when they switch to an Android device, they're not getting messages. The problem is because the um, iPhone to iPhone goes via iMessage, then uh, as soon as you switch to another phone, the um, your friend's iPhone doesn't know that you don't have an iPhone anymore. So instead of sending an SMS, it tries to send it as an iMessage, which gets cached on the Apple server and never actually gets delivered to you. Yeah, well, the, I think the answer to that is right for bloody switching phones, isn't it? Well, no. Yeah, well, just, yeah, if had gone with Android in the first place, you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> no. Well, we, uh, we, we, we broached this topic or this story on the Aussie Mac Zone last week or this week. And what you've got to do is if you are having issues like that, you need to remove that person from the address book and re-add them on the Android. And, um, or get them to log into their uh, Apple account through iTunes or on the Apple website and disable the iMessaging there or disable iMessage before you switch to Android in the first place. No, nah, just re-add them. Re-add them to your, uh, to your <laughs> You'll list. You'll do it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, well, why would you want to dismantle iMessage for? That's good. <laughs> of course, you've got useful. an Android phone now and you don't use it anymore. <laughs> It's not for the person who's sending a message who still has an iPhone. It's the person who's moving to Android needs to disable iMessage on the phone before they stop using it or log on to their Apple account and disable the iMessage now that they're not using it anymore. Right. Well, if it, it just sounds like a formatting issue in the contact, so some developer could create an app that does it all for them. Well. No, it's, it actually gets held go. on the Apple servers. Goldmine. Goldmine. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's right. Uh, all right. I think, uh, Eric, you're finished. You're out. Uh, look, I'm I'll, done. I've got one more, and Will, you've always got a few. You can have a, have a go. I've got a couple of quickies. Yeah, yeah do, do a couple of quickies. Um, a couple of quickies. All right. There's an interesting little, because uh, we know how General Motors in both the States and Australia is flourishing. They're not in any any trouble at all. Oh, wait. Hang on. They are. Um, <laughs> but basically, there was a, there was a memo leaked uh, the other day from GM. And it has a list of um, 66 words that uh, that cannot be said by the employees of, of uh, GM. So they've actually um, they've actually banned you know people from saying that. So um, just a, a quick list of some of the some of the words they're not allowed to say. So if you, you know, email saying, "Hey, my car's broken. It's defective. It, it doesn't work." Yeah. Um, so. Some of the words they're not allowed to say. Defect or defective. Safety, safety related, dangerous, bad, mm. critical. Um, well, this <laughs> is, know, this some of these like... words that actually describe the problems. Yeah. Um, but this is also like the Apple store. Slot more... hey. Apple, went, Apple went like that as well. Wow. What is that? There's, but there's, there's also slightly more um, disconcerting words in there like... Um, and I don't actually know why these words aren't here. Uh, not something would come up in day-to-day conversation. Mm. Uh, apocalyptic, uh, cat- uh, catastrophic, decapitating, uh, <laughs> grenaded, Hindenburg, uh, Hindenburg, mangling, powder keg, yeah. rolling sarcophagus, spontaneous combustion, widow maker. <laughs> um, so these are all... <laughs> what about Oh the Humanity? Is that included in it as well? <laughs> Ah, no, you can say that. That's oh, okay. fine. Okay, okay, that's all right. Yeah, all right. Now, look, I've got a little story. My last little one this week is everyone likes uh, Wolfenstein, knows and loves Wolfenstein. Oh, I've been playing it for years, uh, except lately. Now, developers have you had... Got to the end of the first level. <laughs> I used to play it on the Apple. It was great on the little Apple 2E. Developers had had to censor 
to com- the latest edition to comply with German laws banning the use of the Nazi imagery. The publishers said that, as in the previous instalments, the PC version of the game would be geo-locked to include players in Germany, but now they've just taken out all the swash stickers and all that sort of stuff. Now, Peter Hines, the head of PR for Wolfenstein, said in Germany, we've removed all Nazi symbols and references. Unlike films and other works of art, video games in Germany are forbidden to use such symbols and reference as they are classified in Germany as toys and not media art. The illegal display of Nazi imagery is punishable by three years in prison. There you go. You don't want to be doing that over there. So, yeah, so that's obviously still sensitive issues over there. And just a thing on that too, if you... Um, bring up my screen there, you'll see that um, the graphics haven't changed all that much over the years. You know, they're pretty pretty true to real how they appeared in the original Wolfenstein game. Um, not a lot's changed. It's, uh, you know, it's not like they spent any time developing graphics or anything like that. So, <laughs> Oh, look, it looks a bit better than when I used to play it. I used to just have a little little pixelated stick figure. Remember on the, the remember that yeah. version on the two Apple two yeah. yeah that's right. That's funny, you know. Like you go back through some of the old games. I down I uh, went through my copy of old floppy drive floppy disks, and I stumbled across uh, IndyCar two by Papyrus, which at the time was oh. amazing, fantastic game, best thing ever, and um, it was actually completely unplayable on 1080p screen because <laughs> the pixels took up about a quarter of the screen each. <laughs> 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 Remember they used to get those games or the software that used to run on the, um, I don't know, you'd probably run it on your, your machine, it was built for 486, and they just run really fast? Just go, yeah, <laughs> DOS box, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so before we go, let's ask, I want to ask Steve a question, because he's got in his uh, things that he likes doing, he's a massive fan of the Talisman. What What is Talisman? I've never heard of it. Should I have heard of it? Probably. Yeah. It's a board. No, it's a geeky, super geeky board game. Um, a bit like Dungeons and Dragons, like a random style adventure role playing game. Mm. Yes, okay. not being a geek, you wouldn't understand, Glenn. No, no, <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> no. I've never, I've never heard of. I, I did buy a role playing game once. I bought the Doctor Who role playing game, but I never played it. Probably the worst one you could have bought. Mate. I thought you were going to say Nightmare. <laughs> no, I, I never played D and D all the time. It was great. It's on the shelf, Eric. Wait, wait to, where it should be waiting for it to be opened alright <laughs> there's a surprise <laughs> I'll get there one day but that's in pristine condition untouched by human hands might be worth something well, that might be a collector's item Never there is everything else you bought <laughs> but you can't see it because the plastic's gone yellow because it's that high quality Sandy's plastic <laughs> alright let's get out of here thanks Steve thanks for coming in and uh, thanks jo- for having me that's alright join us for the hour hope you had fun and uh, enjoyed yourself, and good luck with the new position down there in, in PayPal and travelling, jet-setting around the world. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Will. And Thank you, thanks, sir. Thanks, Jason. Nice to meet you, Steve. Good to nice. meet you all. Thanks, uh, everyone. We'll see you guys next week, no doubt. So uh, until then, we'll see everyone else at the same time. Okay? Bye for now. Bye.